Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always, always use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. It is a very exciting Wednesday morning here on the Chair Shot Radio Network. My name is Greg DeMarco, and this is another edition of Chair Shot Radio. Of course, Chair Shot Radio comes at you each and every weekday morning here on the Chair Shot Radio Network, the Wednesday edition. Oftentimes, is myself and Miranda Morales. In fact, I think Miranda Morales has been on the Wednesday edition of Chair Shot Radio more than I have. Because normally if I can't do it, it's of course filled in by her and the crew from Lucha Central Weekly. Today, however, it is not. It is not Miranda Morales. She'll be here later as we then record the usual fun fun and games that we always like to do. But no, no Miranda. Instead, we have... Fuck you, Pat! The man himself, the wrestling realist. At Wrestling Realist, it's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G... R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist, and there is one in Patrick for my best friend and the wrestling realist himself, Patrick O. Dowd. Hey, man. It's like your return to the this airwaves. A, like, in general. It is my return to the airwaves. Like, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a hot minute or three weeks. Yeah. So, I... Uh, yeah, I'm excited. And and to be invited on the esteemed Greg DeMarco edition of Chair Shot Radio. One esteemed. of the two. I mean, is, look, is, I, I record the other one in my car. So I don't know how esteemed it can really be. But I don't know. Which, car podcasts that's, are That's really a good. longstanding tradition for you in the podcasting world. You've been recording in your car. There was a few God months knows, where we had to record... Remember. We recorded the Greg DeMarco show in the car. And that was fun. I remember driving, I remember driving around my town recording a podcast myself with with you and Miranda what were we were ranking something it was like yes. rank, it was like there was one top five show or something and then there was one where we had to do something in the car but we were trying to actually record the phone call and then it didn't like like it didn't right. work like the file was messed up the first night then we tried to record the phone call the second day and that didn't work and so we ended up having not having nothing stuck in the vault as Miranda likes to say but yeah we uh Today we're not. Today you're you're in you're in the basement. Oh no, cars! And you're you're in mom's in basement, studio, and I yeah. am in uh, in in the dining room. So okay, and my it's it's my basement. I've been down in the basement long enough that mom just gave it over to me. Yeah, she was like, obviously you're not moving out, so I will. I, and then I, I signed I signed them. I actually pay a mortgage on the basement studio, which is crazy. Like like mom like, not treating you well. Mom is not treating you well. You need to call up mom and be like, hey, hey yo. And have that conversation with mom about the pay. You're like, mom, mom, Johnny, idiot face. Why am I paying a dollar fifty to live in the basement anymore? Like, 
It's bad enough Bring I lost a wife Cheetos. and a kid. It's bad enough I lost a wife and the kid. Because, you know, why else would you be paying $1.50 to live in a basement than losing right. the wife and the kid? So we have now said that Patrick O'Dowd pays $1.50 in rent to live in the basement and has lost his wife and his child after three weeks off the air. That's going to do it yeah. for this edition of Chair Shot Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Lobster head, another long-standing tradition on these, oh, yeah. on these here airwaves. And so all the memory. Since the you've been gone, so here's what, just to give everybody a preview. Is sometimes I use chair shot radio to give a preview of other things. Patrick O'Dowd's been working a lot and a lot, a lot. Um, yes, and he indeed. was like, "Yeah, I saw CM Punk and I saw SummerSlam," and I'm like, "Great, that was two weeks ago." So we're not going to talk about wrestling with you today. But that's okay. Oh, Life oh, for five minutes. Oh, hold on. For I did watch five minutes of Nia Jax pinning Charlotte Flair last night, or Monday night, with the apparent shoot that happened between them, which I saw on. Was, I saw a, a clip of. If that was a shoot fight between the two of them, they can't fight. Like damn, like right. that was bad. That was like horrible. I mean, I think you would fight better than that, Patrick O'Dell. Like I really do. And that's saying a lot for me. Yeah, like that's what it was. Like, which makes me wonder if it really was a shoot because it was so bad. Um, Because that's the thing. Like, uh, I had, you know, we're going to talk more about it on the hashtag Miranda show, but the event that I had this weekend, one of the matches, like something went wrong and they were talking about it. And and they were like, yeah, it just wouldn't naturally happen, but I think it looked awkward. And I was like, if it was a real fight, it would kind of look awkward at times. and, And that's what you guys were going for. So, yeah, it just. You know, real real fights aren't as entertaining as fake fights. That's why people love fake fights so much. Or even not like MMA is not a fake fight and boxing is not a fake fight, but it's so controlled and trained that it's it's right. highly entertaining versus like the rough and rowdy, which is just horrible stuff. Um, we've managed to yeah, kill. I blame, I blame movies for that. You should. Movies, you should make, movies. movies make fights look so amazing because, again, they're choreographed. It's true. You're exactly right. It is. Movies do make fights look amazing, and uh, and sometimes we just gotta gotta go with it. So I'm gonna uh, we're gonna go to commercial, and I'm gonna play this T-shirt commercial. This was recorded like well over a year ago by Miranda, so I don't even know if it's still applicable and what all has changed. But let's just play this really old. Yeah, I actually the shirt I'm wearing actually can be purchased at our same T-shirt store. That's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Which by the way, they're behind because of all the CM Punk T-shirts they're selling, which I did predict on on Twitter, like. Like AEW or not, like CM Punk or not, like you just knew it was going to move stuff. You knew it was going to sell. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we can sell too. So I'm going to play this really old version of Miranda Morales selling t shirts. We'll see how it goes and then we'll take a break. And then we're going to talk about some pins. We're going to talk some pins, Patrick O'Dowd. We're talking about Ooh. the bowling. The one, two, three? The one, two, three? Mm, not exactly. Viva la raza! Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is the queen of soft style herself, Miranda Morales, co-host of Chair Shot Radio and the host of the Hashtag Miranda Show. And I'm here to tell you where you can find the best t-shirts around. Well, you can find them on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. There you can find over 25 different styles, designs, and colors, all in support of TheChairShot.com. Don't forget to pick up your Queen of Soft Style t-shirt, but also you can pick up the hashtag Save Tag Team Wrestling, Baron Corbin Sucks, and the OG Chair Shot t-shirt. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot to get your very own t-shirt today. Again, 
That's prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t-shirt. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, so I said we were talking pins, and Patrick O'Dowd mentioned the one, the two, and the three. That is not the pins we are talking about. This has come up on our shows before. It's been a while. I think we've even talked at a little bit of length about this in the past, but but it's been years, and who knows what iteration of what show it was on. Um, I should say I'm sure it was on a Greg DeMarco show because that's when in doubt, just assume it was on a Greg DeMarco show because that's usually what we were called. But... Um, who knows? But we have talked about the pins, and the pins in a reference are one of Patrick O'Dowd's favorite activities, and that is, of course, the bowling. We're talking bowling here. Look, it's, it's, it's the Chair Shot Radio Network. It's sports, it's entertainment, and it's sports entertainment. And somewhere within those three things, bowling falls. I'm not exactly sure where. Because, and, and, I mean, it, technically it's, it's a, a leisure sport. sport. It's a le- leisure it's sport. A le- it's a leisure sport. Leisure sport is what non-athletes say just to make themselves feel like athletes. It's a, true. It's an okay. So we're going to change subjects real, real quick. I have had this argument for years with members of my family because I believe oh, yeah. that certain things are not sports, even though people call them sports. Okay, I don't think gymnastics is a sport. Okay. Yeah. I think I think they've tried to make it a sport. Yeah. Soccer is a sport. I think UFC is a sport. I think that baseball is a sport. Here's the difference to me. Gymnastics, you're, you're, not, you're, you're not competing against anybody per se because you're not going one-on-one or anything like that. But, but here's what, what, what really differentiates an athletic competition, which I do say it's athletic, I do say it's competition and not a sport, judges to me. Mm. Like, yeah. okay, UFC, like boxing. Yeah, UFC and boxing, they have judges, okay? But you have the ability to not go to the judges in those yep. sports. Um. To me, an athletic competition, sport, a sport is a form of athletic competition, but it's a team sport. It's an individual sport. Like tennis is an individual sport, but you're, you're, you, you win on your own. There's no judge that you have to rely upon. And that's why I call them a sport versus athletic competition. Because I have a daughter who's a dancer, I would say that dance is an athletic competition. She would tell you it's a sport. So that's right. always a fun conversation. When you have a son who plays two different team sports at the same time, and a daughter who dances, and a wife who was a cheerleader, man, do we have some conversations about sports versus athletic competition. So, oh, yeah. that. And that wife was also a dancer and a gymnast. So, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> and, and, so there's definitely some clear sides to the, to the conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some clear sides of the conversation, and, and it just it never ends. It's been well, 22 years. I mean, by your metric, then, I would argue, I mean, bowling is a sport. Because... I mean, if it's athletic <laughs> – and I think it is. If you've ever bowled I mean, three yeah, games I, in a row as a normal human being out there for your, 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 your sporting leisure, you've bowled three games in a row. If you're not sore in any way, your shoulder, your forearm, your wrist, your hand, you weren't doing it right or at all. Like, that's right. a lot of it. You're talking about what? 22, 24, so what is that? 60, 72 rolls of a ball like potentially if you, i mean yeah depending on depending on how you shoot it could be as low as 30 
That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, sorry, I lied. It'd be uh, 36. 36. Yes. 36 indeed. So, um, so, so bowling, we're going to call it. That's why I said somewhere between sports entertainment and sports entertainment. Athletic leisure, right, right, sporting right. leisure, whatever you want to call it. But you are quite the avid bowler, Patrick O'Dowd. And that's what I want to talk about with the people here today on this edition of Chair Shot okay. Radio. Going to give them the, the – just, just like, you know, let's not even go through the history of how you ended up bowling or whatever. What is it about bowling? Let's start there. What is it about the bowling that you're like – I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this for quite a long time in my life and get heavily involved, which we'll talk about as well. But what is it about? Right. Well, to answer that question, I actually got I do actually have to talk about the history because it, okay. was after, it was after I moved from Connecticut to Massachusetts. We relocated, and we've talked about our careers on here as well. And my... I took a position, uh, a residence hall director position, which is a job that requires you to live on a campus inside an apartment within a within a dorm, and the the social interactions that you have within that field and in that position tend to be with others that are also living on that campus and, and in that arena. And so, my coworkers and my friends were were all one and the same, and that was fine. But I was looking for something that got me out of the dorm and just interacting with other human beings that had nothing to do with my job. Because when we would get together, we would just talk about our job. And and that was boring. And so I was looking for an outlet to get away from that and started on a team with two other hall directors who have eventually moved on to other jobs. And bowling just it became something that I I grew to enjoy just playing the game. There's a lot of skill involved in it, a lot of like physics and angles, and I wanted to get better at it. And as you mentioned, like it led to investment, but primarily it was to to connect myself to others that had nothing to do with my job. So that I could go and bitch about work for five minutes and so I'd be like, that's nice. And then you would just talk about the rest of the world and what was going on and, and actually pursue other interests. And so outside of that and podcasting, like those, those became the things that, and like, because of bowling, that's how I got connected with karaoke. Cause there was karaoke in the bar after bowling. And one of the guys I bowl with, who's one of my really good friends, a guy named Ryan, he's a karaoke DJ. And so I started hanging out with him and following gigs. And, and that's how I, I ended up just, it was just a way to connect to the community out there in Western Mass and to, and to have some friends that had nothing to do with work. So no. it really came about, yeah, like you said, for fun, for that. Uh, and you talked about, you know, the, the, the career at the time and the housing. That's a lifestyle job. Like, we both know this. We've both uh-huh. done it you, you even longer than me. Like, that's literally, you live it. When you live there, you live it. There's no, like clocking out a lot of times there's no that like because you're there for it's literally called you know in most places it's called residence life because it's really uh, colleges would hate to say this but it's basically everything not involving the classroom and and you know they they try to be part of education but it's actually better when they don't and just let it be all the other stuff and because that's what the students really need um but you know how academics are we're we're stupid um oh yeah 
and, and, and so you're part of that life, and life happens, and the life of college students happens hard sometimes, and so you end up getting involved and end up being a part of it. So it is definitely a 24-7 lifestyle gig, unless you physically remove yourself from the situation and have those things outside of it, which is really good that you were, that you're able to do that. But you started doing bowling, you started doing karaoke and, and you just didn't stop. I mean, outside of no, the really choice did. reasons, um, some of them, your choice and some of them, you know, the world or, or, or pandemic choices, you just didn't stop. Right. Why do you think it stuck? Did it just stick because it's the first thing you did and you needed it and it stuck or did it stick for other reasons? No, I, Honestly, I think it really stuck because the crowd of people that I encountered at bowling, because I mean, we've talked again, my roots, I'm a Midwestern middle of nowhere, Illinois guy. And a lot of these people reminded me of folks from like my hometown, you know, a little bit more of the uh, simple life sort of folks. Like when I, when I'm, when I go bowling with a lot of these people, it just, it does. It reminds me of rural Illinois. And a lot of these people are, they're rural, rural. I can't even say the damn word. Um, people, they just sort of, it's, they're not a bunch of academics and that's not to say that they're not smart people, but it's just, it was such a different brand of people. And they were people like you and I, when we were, when we were living in the, you know, in Connecticut and we're hanging out, we we talked about stuff other than, again i talked about we talked about things other than the than the job like we like, like these are people i get to have conversations about i don't know the local professional sports team that's that's going on in the area that um you know they we would talk they just i don't know the connection was there the people were great they were really nice they like i said they reminded me of home it was something that actually kind of connected to you know we joked about my mom my mom used to bowl when i was a kid and it was just one of those things that also allowed me to have another connection with my mom because i could talk about bowling and, and how leagues have changed and how things work now versus what they were then and i just kept coming back and then because i'm competitive and you know i'm competitive when it comes to things i wanted to get better because i found i had a little bit of an aptitude to it and i wanted to see and i still like even today like i have goals at the end of every season that i try to set and or at the beginning of every season that i try to meet and even this year like i've already got the goal in place there's i've got two major goals I, i'm trying to hit because i've just never done it before and that just has kept me going it kept me with it because i just want i just i like being good i also do like being like i'm a i'm a good not great bowler Mm -hmm. I would describe, I would describe myself, but there's actually like, there's the level of like sort of acceptance and in the club sort of thing that, that comes along with it. And like, I'm respected mm -hmm. at, at the bowling, at, at the bowling alley, not like, Oh, make way for, for Patrick. But like when I'm, when I'm on the lanes, like I'm taken seriously as an opponent. Uh, I, I treat it as somebody who knows what he's doing. And, uh, and it's just, he, I feel like I belong. Like, and so it's just, it's really, it's really stuck. And I've, you know, tried a couple of other things and it just hasn't fit the way that, that, that really did. Watch out for Keith. Yeah. It's, it's, you exactly. know, you would think like knowing your, your, your background, like softball or something like that. But, um, but sometimes those things just don't stick. We're going to take our second commercial break. And then I've got a couple of questions, believe it or not. I know people are shocked about the bowling before we wrap things up sure. on this edition of chair shot radio. So here we go. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. You know, I think everybody, when they listen, and if, if they've been listening for a while or they're part of the network, says Kenny Killer's part with Kenny Killer. Like, I know I do. Like, in the car especially. Oh, like, I, do. I do. I do. I'm too. for... for 28 seconds, not counting the countdown, so maybe for 20 seconds. I'm British. That's really how it works. There you go. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I do have two questions about the bowling before we wrap things up that I want to ask sure. you interview style. So, and you, you alluded to it a little bit, but I want to go to a different direction. When you're bowling, it's athletic leisure, it, it's, it's a sport in its own little way or whatever, but like when you're going, like, do you feel as though, like when, you, when you're going and, and you're having a good game or whatever, is that the same rush that, that you get from a quote-unquote real sport or whatever? Oh, yeah. Um, especially when you go on a run. So if you, when, you're, when you're throwing the ball really well, I would equate it to when I played baseball and you hit a home run mm-hmm. or you just hit the ball, right, and you don't even feel the ball hit the bat. Like that's how well you hit it. When you find, when you find a groove and, you're, and your muscle memory is in the right spot and you – you know, you just, you, you know, your line, you, you just, you don't even, you don't feel like you can mess up. Like you just don't. And it becomes so automatic. And that is, is, is there's a rush to that. And it's just, it's, it's terrific. Like mm-hmm. I think the best I've ever done is like nine in a row in, in a game. And yeah. It, it, and the, the worst part is, actually when you miss because then that come down from from what it could be it, it take can sometimes take a little bit uh, a little bit out of you and that's the other thing i like about bowling is that it really is kind of a mental game because you really like the it's like any other sport you're probably you're always at your best when you're just sort of unconscious just doing just doing what you're what you've taught yourself or what you you've been coached and, and uh when you're on and it feels good it's it's just the best like the one the best sound is when you hear when you hear the pins just kind of explode and it sounds just like you hear like the recordings of 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 a strike like like on a commercial or like on tv like i always joke when you see them explode like you see pete weber throw that's that's when you know you've you've done something that's when you know you've done something well and you're kind of cocky and confident and you sort of strut around a little bit he was he was mildly famous for doing the DX crotch chop whenever you beat people like that was his thing. And there is, there's a, there's a really good rush and feeling out of that. P T W. I remember Pete Weber. I remember what he would do. Oh yeah. He's still around. 
He is. He's because uh, there was one long in the well known, well known bowler who passed away. I remember and and. and because as a kid, I'd watch it on ESPN, and they had like the ladder format. Then they went away from the ladder format and started doing other things. And you're like, "Why'd you change it?" Like you do get into it. Um, oh, they went back. They went good. back. Good. I like the ladder format. I think, especially for bowling, I think it works. Um, so, so I like that, and 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 I had a feeling that was gonna be the answer. You said you have some things you haven't accomplished yet, some goals. So what are what are yeah. the two goals right now? So, the the one that I. Well, one goal that I try to do every year is I try to, because bowling in most bowling leagues, you're bowling based on a handicap because bowling, like bowling leagues are trying to get people of all skill levels. And so you have to even that out. Cause there are, there's a guy, like there's a guy on my team who averaged last year, he averaged a 235 as a score. So that means he walks up, he is good for, for usually at least a 210, 212, but he's, off, you know, averaging a 235, which means he's going to have games at like 260, 270. And, and if you're a one, like if you're a 150 bowler and you see that guy, you, you want the experience to be fun for people. And so you, you set an average, you base a handicap. And so my goal every year has been to try and improve my average by 10 pins. So at, from, from the end of the season, that I'm 10 pins better than where I was. Uh, the season before and i'm entering this season at around a 195 i've never had a season where i've had a 200 average i feel like i'm really close and so that's one goal is to just carry a 200 average to the end of the season and, and just kind of like that's just one of those benchmarks that I, um, a lot of people like to try and reach and i and i think i'm really close on that one to, to the point like i literally bought uh, some some new gear this year, some a new uh, an updated bowling ball to just kind of fill out my arsenal to to help adjust so that when the lane conditions break down, I can kind of maintain that average. The other thing that I want to do is actually a, a modest thing that again I think is attainable, and I've come close a, a few times. But uh, you bowl, you mentioned three games in every in, in league bowling, you always bowl three games. Uh, it w- no matter how you're doing it. And so, and then you tally up your scores and I am try. I, I want to hit a 700 series, uh, just once that so I've closed. I've closest I've come is at 698 or 697. Uh, and I've come that close a couple of times and it's always, I mean, it's a matter of one miss, mm-hmm. uh, that, that makes a difference. And I know it's, when you're that close, you know it's attainable. You know it's just one. It's one shot. I, I'm. I'm. I don't know that ever in my wildest dreams, you know, I'm ever going to hit the kind of ride where I can bowl a 300 game. Of course, I would love it. Um, close. I think the best I've ever bowled is a uh, 260. I think a 267 is the best I've ever bowled. And uh, so again, like I've I've gotten near that. I've gotten on gone on a run. Like when you do nine in a row, that you're doing something right. But, uh, you know, the, the kind of the series levels are 700, 800, and then, of course, 900. I don't know that I'm the kind of bowler that will ever, you know, at 43. I mean, you never know. But at, at 43, um, I've never I've never sniffed an eight. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. I've never hit a seven. So sniffing an eight is, is, is a long ways away, if ever. But a seven, I think I can do. And once you get a seven, then it is about what, where do you go next and how do you keep building that? And, so I have. I said yeah, I had two questions. I lied. I have three. Yeah, um, no, go for it. You, you mentioned average. You mentioned handicap. For for those listening who don't know the difference, what is the difference? And then 
just because, you know, we get to put you on the spot. What are yours? Sure. So uh, your average, your average is established at the beginning of every season after you've bowled three weeks. So in most leagues. And so if you're in a sanctioned league, like I'm in a sanctioned league for the United States Bowling Congress, USBC, and your first year that you, you bowl for the USBC, your average at the end of that first season goes into a book. And that becomes your book average. They use that for tournaments, anything that you sign up for, that's a USBC sanctioned event. And from that average, they then calculate a handicap based on a percentage of a pin total. And so for my league that I'm in, it is 90% of 230 and so what that means is you take my average which is uh currently at a 194 and you take 194 you subtract it by, you subtract it from 230 and then multiply it by 0.9 and that number that resulting number rounded down is the number of pins that get added to your game score for the three games to even things out and the idea is in a handicap league that if you and I, even if we have different averages, if we bowl our average, we will have the exact same score when it's all said and done because the pins will add up that way. So if we bowl, if we bowl our average, we're even. And that's that's the key to, to the game and in leagues is a lot of people freak out. Like good bowlers freak out because they'll be like, this person's got 80 pins of handicap on it. That person also averages a 120. So they're just as likely to bowl a 140 as they are to bowl a, an 88. And the, the higher average bowler, you're the more consistent bowler. You're the one who's more likely going to hit your number versus the person who, who has the low average that, that's going to kind of be all over the place. And so it's I've never looked at that. Like I don't buy that argument. It's the same thing with lane conditions. When when bowlers bitch about lane conditions, I that's that's a that's a shitty argument because everybody like your opponent bowls on the same right. lines that you do. So it's about who makes the adjustment and who finds the line. It's not about you know the lane conditions. Like that's that's just a, a hollow argument. And that's the other thing, like and we could go into this for far longer than an episode of Chair Shot Radio. Oh yeah. Um the strategy behind it, the adjustments, and we can keep that in our back pocket for the future because sure. some people will listen to this and be like, I like talking about the bowling. PC Tony, I guarantee you, will love listening to this just because he, he probably bowls more than we know. Um, so, so I'm excited about that as well. But you're a bowler, and I also know that there will be somebody who listens to this who is a bowler and, and kind of like you were with wrestling until you met me, like doesn't tell anyone they're a bowler. And now right. they've got Patrick O'Dowd, who is a bowler. Um, and, and so I think it would be great. So there you go. This edition of Chair Shot Radio falling somewhere within – the triangle of sports entertainment and sports entertainment. Patrick the Bowler on this week's edition of Chair Shot Radio. You can, of course, follow Patrick at Wrestling Realist. W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. I am at Chair Shot Greg. The website, thechairshot.com, is at Chair Shot Media. Again, go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up one of those chair shot t-shirts. You can also listen to us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, and so many more. Like, subscribe, leave us that five-star review. Tell a friend so they can listen and have fun and talk about bowling as well. So Patrick O'Dowd. Thank you for jumping in and doing this chair shot radio. Welcome back. Look, you returned to podcasting and Thank you got you. to talk about bowling. 
Like I know. How about that? Hey, in, in a few minutes, you're going to talk about something else you'd love to talk about. You just don't know it yet. So it's going to be oh. even more fun as we record. This is Wednesday morning when you're listening to this. Coming up later today, of course, is the Babyface Heel podcast. Tonight, you have the three-man weave. Check all of those out here on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Tomorrow morning, Thursday, Ray Cash and Darren Mags Kirkby on Chair Shot Radio, followed by the hashtag Miranda Show and Pod is War. Thursday night, so go out there and check all of those out. For Patrick O'Dowd, my name is Greg DeMarco, reminding you to always use your head. A little less conversation. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.